Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Neil World Order Podcast. Coming to you on a Saturday night here in Wisconsin. Um, a little tired today. I don't know. We did some more work in, uh, on the deck, building the grill hut. Uh, not finished, but anyways. So, um, last week, I totally forgot to mention this. Our foster dog, Wednesday that we'd been fostering for, I don't know, some time, maybe almost a month. She got the best home for her little forever home possible. Uh, Kai's parents actually adopted her. And we had thought this might be a strong possibility after seeing how much they loved her and vice versa. They would watch her uh, during the day when we worked. Uh, She was not a big fan of being crated and... Being a puppy, you don't really want to... I mean, yes, we have three other dogs in the house, but you don't want to leave a puppy alone. Uh, they can be a bit destructive when they get bored. So, yeah, as they, I guess as they were watching her Monday through Friday, she kind of snuggled her way into their hearts. Um, so they adopted her. Her name is actually now Cassidy. We are super excited, one, for them to see how happy she makes them. Uh, two, to still get to be a part of her life and watch her grow up. Uh, she's a amazing dog. Sweetest, laziest little puppy I've ever seen. Uh, sometimes when she comes over here and gets with our dog, she turns into a little hellion for about an hour or so. But, like, I watched her today um, while they had plans and my wife had went with them. She took her to work. She, would, she went to work with me a couple times. She literally sleeps all day. But I went back to my in-law's house. She slept on her bed. I watched the latest Shazam movie, which is terrible, by the way. But I just, it was was almost like Black Adam when I watched it on the plane. It was just like so bad, but I couldn't turn it off that it it almost seemed like a joke. But anyways, so yeah, she's going to have the best life ever. She's already spoiled. Uh, She was actually camping this past week and did phenomenal. She has her very own trailer that she can ride in behind their e-bikes. And uh, it's, like I said, it's pretty safe to say she will have a better life probably than most of us. And fortunately, we'll get to see her grow up and see how big she gets. Uh, She's probably doubled in size since uh, she first came into our house. But Wednesday, now Cassidy, adopted, living the good life. Probably been sleeping now for like two hours because that dog loves to sleep. Seriously, I've never seen a puppy that was so lazy. Drinking, uh, cracked open a new bottle tonight. Uh, That was the pause, was me taking a sip. Green River Kentucky Straight Weeded Bourbon Whiskey. This is really good. Uh, I'd never had it before, uh, Believe I, I feel like I'm saying uh, a lot. I was talked into this by one of the liquor store guys. I believe it's only a twenty nine ninety nine bottle, maybe thirty nine. Not a, not a a bank breaker. Something that you know, I, I since I bought it, I feel like I see it a lot in some of the bourbon groups I follow online. Which part of that I, I think is it's cool just to see where people. I like to be in those groups to see what people are paying for some of the allocated product. And uh, harder to get stuff just to kind of get an idea of what's a fair price if you ever see any of it around. But yeah, this Green River, um, really good. It's, what does it say it is, 90 proof. It's a weeded bourbon. Very smooth, no burn. Uh, very, 
it's just good. Like, it's a good, you know, sometimes I'm a little apprehensive when I try a new one just because, you know, you're like, okay, how's this going to be? You know, is it going to have taste like gasoline or whatever? You know, and ever since I started drinking things without the ice, I, I feel like you can really tell the difference in some of these. But it's crazy how, like, you'll drink some that are 90 proof and it, there's a serious, like, burn, you know, where you feel that hug in your lungs where it's like, woo, it really gets you. But then something like this is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's smooth as the calm lake. Yeah, I, I really like this. This bottle could probably get you in trouble. So when I was putting this episode together, I heard this song the other day on my playlist, which is kind of how it happens. You know, like I feel like sometimes I don't want to have too many episodes together where the music or the song or whatever are the same genre. I actually heard Bob Seger's version of this song. It's Busload of Faith. It's actually a, it's a Lou Reed song. I'll be honest, I don't listen to a lot of, or any, Lou Reed, if I'm being really honest. And I probably couldn't name three songs he sang. I know he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know he's very popular. I know he has a unique style and craft. But, you know, I'm sure there's some diehard Lou Reed fans maybe that are listening. They're out there cringing. But I gotta be honest. Anyways, this song was originally released in 1989, and the lyrics and just the tone of what the song is saying, very relevant today. The uh, lyrics tell the story of kind of how everything in society is a mess and unreliable, and you pretty much need faith to keep your head up and keep moving forward. And that's kind of the cool thing, I think, uh, you know, you find with music and songs and lyrics is how often the messages can really be timeless and I guess it also shows maybe how we never seem to learn from the past and history repeats itself. So maybe that's why these songs are timeless. So it's either, is it good songs or is it just bad peopling, you know, in the world? But, um, yeah, so this week's episode, Lou Reed, Busload of Faith. Uh, Bob Seger actually opened with this when we saw him in concert. I think it's been almost two years now on his last tour. Great song. Lou Reed's version's a little more raw Bob Seger kind of polished it and I think took took some liberties with some of the lyrics but uh, great song either way so this past Tuesday um, was June 6th it was the seventh, 79th anniversary of the D-Day invasion and I would hope none of you are scratching your heads about what D-Day is but regardless here we go June 6th 1944 the United States the United Kingdom and Canadian uh, troops stormed the beaches in Normandy, Fran- Normandy, France. The beaches and France then occupied by the Nazi soldiers in the midst of World War II. Uh, it was dubbed Operation Overlord, and it saw 156,000 Allied troops arrive on the beaches. And the mission was a success. Unfortunately, though, 4,000 soldiers lost their lives that day. And at the time, the D-Day invasion was the largest naval air land operation in history. With, over, with the span of a few days, 300, nearly 330,000 troops, 50,000 vehicles, and 100,000 pieces of equipment had arrived on the beaches of northern France. By August of 1944, all of France had been liberated from German occupation, 
And in the spring of 1945, World War II would finally end. D-Day is kind of often seen as like the catalyst that brought an end to World War II and the whole Nazi regime. Although if you watch TV right now, the, the view will tell you Nazis are still everywhere. You know, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen the movies over the years. For me, I, I, you know, other than Band of Brothers, I, I recall how this, how D-Day was depicted in the opening scenes of uh, Saving Private Ryan. You know, or maybe you were you had a family member or a friend of the family who was actually there and you've heard stories. But, you know, when you think of the movies, uh, you think of Band of Brothers or just what you've seen maybe on the History Channel if you're a history buff. I personally cannot fathom the events of that day and the bravery those men showed as they took that beach and ran towards German fire and just the, the pure loss of life that they witnessed. These men and all those who served and sacrificed need to be remembered on more than just a few days a year, I believe. These are people we should devote a month to and celebrations to. These people and the families of these people, they should have pride. They accomplished something. They did something. They accomplished more than any of us and probably more than any generation that will ever come after us if we're really being honest with ourselves. You know, and I think so often as we get further away, you know, and, you know, the people from that generation are also often dubbed the greatest generation. And there's not a lot of the uh, World War II soldiers. I honestly think there's less than a handful of people, you know, men that served then left. And that's such a piece of history we lose when those you know, those men are all gone. And I think it's important to remember these things, to appreciate it more than anything. You know, I know it was just Memorial Day, but, um, yeah, you know, D-Day. And and I I felt like it wasn't, I tried to bring some awareness to it on social media. I think it's important to me that, you know, none of us are doing what we're doing today without these people. There's a good chance maybe we're all speaking German or, our lives are just completely different, you know, if we're, if we're being honest with each other. But, yeah, so I guess we're past it now, but think about these days, you know, when you see them on the calendar, when you see it on the news. It's, it's worth your time. It's worth your appreciation. It was an amazing feat. You know, it, it's crazy to think what good men can do when duty calls or the, you know, the challenges there. And I, I, you can't tell me going into that beach, you know, coming in on those boats or however parachuting, a lot of those people didn't knew they weren't coming home, you know, and and it still was a success regardless and ended up being a turning point in World War II and forcing the Nazis out of France and then eventually into surrender and I don't know, they all ended up in South America or something for a while, depending on what story you read or what history you follow. So, while we're remembering, kind of a complete 180, also this past Wednesday, Hussein Kasro Ali Vaziri, I might have just butchered that, passed away at the age of 81. To those of us who love wrestling, he was simply the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik is actually the only Iranian-American to hold the WWE title, then the WWF title. 
as he defeated Bob Backlund for the title in one of the uh, most noteworthy championship uh, title changes in WWE history. He was also famously the man who lost the title to Hulk Hogan in what was the birth of Hulkamania in 1984. The Iron Sheik would team with Nikolai Volkov and win WWE tag team titles at the first WrestleMania. He would have many memorable feuds through the years with Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He wrestled into the 90s before injuries and age sent him into retirement. He even had a rebirth a rebirth of sorts during Sergeant Slaughter's kind of turncoat WWE reign when the Ultimate Warrior went off the rails and they put the title on Sergeant Slaughter. He was Colonel Mustafa, you know, and they were like, this was during uh, Desert Storm, and they were, you know, Iraqis, and he was kind of like Sergeant Slaughter's henchman. He was loved by many, uh, known for his sharp wit, incredible strength, great physique. The Iron Sheik was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2005. He would spend his later years doing wrestle cons, meet and greets, and being entertaining as hell on Twitter or, you know, when he would pop up on like Howard Stern or whatever. The Iron Sheik is actually even credited by Dwayne The Rock Johnson for coining the word jabroni as a term referred to someone who is seen as a nobody or what they call enhancement talent you know the the guys that look like they just got off the assembly line and they're not going to win the match and their name's like jimmy striker or something and the superstar annihilates them in three minutes but um so rest in peace to the iron sheik thanks for the memories i will definitely miss seeing all his little bites on Twitter. The guy, the guy was awesome. Um, he was a character, you know, and, and it's unfortunate as we get older, these guys, you know, like all of us, people start to pass away and you lose these legends, but you know, the footage and everything else lives forever. Right. So the Trump indictment, I haven't dug super deep into this just cause it's, it's nonsense. Um, Apparently, the Department of Justice, and they may have already, this I did this earlier in the week, is going to indict Trump for violating a 106-year-old law that nearly anyone who's ever been in office is probably guilty of, Hillary, uh, Joe himself, and the list goes on. I believe even Bill Clinton could have been found guilty of this. The charges, uh, as of the other day, were under seal. I think uh, I saw on Turning Point by Charlie Kirk, which is a great page to follow on Instagram or Facebook, um, YouTube videos. If you're into information, they share a lot. It, ultimately, this is just another political stunt by the Biden administration. And I think what this does is it, it sets a real bad precedent going forward when you start to see branches of the government being weaponized. You know, never in history has a sitting president went and one went after a former president, but also your number one political opponent. So there's that. You know, I, I believe this started last year when there was a raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago, and they saw the Fed seize over 300 documents. Supposedly, he wasn't cooperating. Um, you know, they're claiming some of these were classified, and it, it's falling under this Espionage Act. And ultimately, this exists to try to take Trump down. The whole thing is stupid, period. 
There's no real substance to it. It's a bunch of... It's bureaucratic nonsense is what it is. It's paperwork. And it's something that's probably going to drag out forever. And you watch, you know, depending on how this weighs with Trump and going towards 2024, it, it may be what takes him out of... If he wasn't for running for president, again, this, this wouldn't happen. So that that that's a big part of it. I think even... You see people on the left. I mean, the leftists are idiots. So they're going to, they, they've thought Trump was, they believe in the Russia collusion and all that other nonsense and shit anyway. So they've all got boners and hard nipples for this. Uh, maybe they're not celebrating, I don't know, this on top of Pride Month. They're probably on cloud nine. But it, it's not really a crime, any of this. It, it, it's paperwork. You know, there, there's real issues in this country. And the Department of Justice is focusing on paperwork. I feel like Alan, Alan Iverson. Not a game, not a game. Practice, you know, paperwork, not crime. Paperwork. You know, so, so let that sink in. And like I said, this is ultimately about keeping Trump from seeking re-election. And that's all it is. And, and if you believe there's anything more to this, you probably believe there are more than two genders and that you're vaccinated and that there really was a pandemic. You know, once again, it's just another huge distraction, something Biden can sell to the idiots in the Democrat base because they're all idiots and they're all obsessed with Trump. You know, so anyone you know with blue or purple hair is probably super elated right now. You know, and it's kind of ironic. I was thinking about this when I was putting this together the other day. These clown-ass liberals, they, they fucking hate Trump. Like... They hate Trump almost as much as they hate work and accountability. Yet, they don't see the role they play in his popularity. They're literally blind to that. And that's partly that's kind of how being stupid is. Like, when you're st- being stupid is like being dead. It's only, it only affects everyone else. It doesn't affect you. So, you know, when politicians... It, it reminds me of, like, back in the day when politicians took on rap music for their lyrics or heavy metal lyrics... You draw attention to something. You bring awareness to it, maybe to people that weren't even aware it was out there, and expose more people to it. And, and sometimes there's no such thing as bad publicity. I mean, look at Kim Kardashian. Like, those people are billionaires all because they're sluts and can't keep a basketball player and have tons of kids. And now they make makeup for people who are just as mentally void as they are. You know, but... <clears throat> You just, they they have built him up by just talking about him and still talking about him. You know, he's on their minds. You won't go a day without any mainstream media source talking about, even if he hasn't said or done anything. And eventually, this will all fail, you know, all trying to bring him down or whatever. And they'll fall on their swords and it'll all get swept under the rug as if millions of taxpayer dollars weren't wasted on another witch hunt, you know, from the same idiots who say, vote blue, save America. But they're actually just a bunch of fucking idiots. You know, and that's that's the crazy thing about this country. I think the last... I worked in retail for a long time, so anyone who's worked in retail or maybe food services knows we had the we had an advantage of knowing how stupid the general public was. You know, and then the pandemic just, like, 
blew it up. It was almost like, you know, the masks I joked about were like the Bill Vengal thing where here's your sign. You know, anyone wore a mask was an idiot. You know, it was like saying they were stupid. But the world is just full of, it's this country, especially so many idiots. Like, you just, you know, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's, it makes you mad. But if you really reflect on it and focus on it for a while, it's fucking sad. You know, and, and it's probably not going to change, you know. So, yeah, here's to that. I'll, I'll drink a little whiskey, dude. Here's to fucking idiots still wearing masks in their Prius. Probably going to see Taylor Swift in Detroit this weekend, right? So while we're on the whole uh, conspiracy, let's talk about Taylor Swift. Just kidding. Um, my wife actually asked, you know what, I'm going to Google it right now while I'm on here. If her name, real name was actually Taylor Swift. And I told her I believed it was... Um, I'm not a Taylor Swift... I mean, I don't have any problem with her. I, I think her music's kind of overrated. I appreciate the fact that... Yeah, her name's actually Taylor Allison Swift. So that's her real name. So, Kai, when you listen to this, yeah, I wasn't lying. But I didn't know for sure. I just was pretty sure that was her name. Anyway, so speaking of conspiracies, how many of you out there... And maybe you are. Hey, maybe you guys are way ahead of me and are aware of the uh, that in April... 60,000 pounds or 30 tons of ammonium nitrate went missing on a rail car headed from Wyoming to California. Ammonium nitrate is usually used mainly in fertilizers and explosives. In fact, Timothy McVeigh used ammonium nitrate to destroy the Alfred P. Murrah Federal building in Oklahoma City in 1995, which killed 168 people. Interesting thing about this missing ammonium nitrate, investigators have said the seal on the tank was intact when it arrived and doesn't appear to be tampered with. There is the possibility of a leak and that because the chemical is designed to be absorbed quickly into the soil, it would be hard to trace where and when it may have happened, and that it would not, in theory, pose a threat to any of the surrounding communities. Though you got to be honest, if it did, would they really tell you? Like, remember how they just blew over that whole Ohio thing? Which we should—I should do some more digging on that. I haven't heard anything about that uh, lately. But, anyways, I guess I just have a hard time believing that nobody notices thirty tons of chemicals leaking from a train. You know. Then there's this. Maybe the chemical was never there. Perhaps it was on paper, but maybe it was sold or stolen. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched Breaking Bad, but there was an episode of Breaking Bad where they pretty much steal something like this. And it, that episode lays the groundwork on how exactly to steal such chemicals, if you think about it. So maybe this is one of those instances where art imitated life and not the uh, other way around. <clears throat> but yeah, 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate missing. Now, let's talk about our friends to the north. Let's talk about Canadian wildfires. As we've been told, wildfires in Quebec and Nova Scotia, I just Nova Scotia, Canada, have been raging since the end of May. The Canadian wildfire season is actually May to October, 
but never in history have they had so many fires early like this in the season that were so catastrophic. There are approximately 140 fires burning in Quebec as of this moment, and very few have even been contained. How and why did this happen? Well, spring brought low humidity and rainfall to the eastern parts of Canada this year, causing everything to be so dry, like your mother. No, I'm just kidding. So the deciduous trees, which are often less flammable and prone to wire, less flammable and not prone to wildfires, with the conditions this year, they were perfect to create this disaster. And these regions are actually seeing the driest April on record. Now, the idea of what caused this fires, there's all kinds of theories. There's the usual suspect, of course, lightning. People, you know, like campers tossing cigarettes out windows or fires being intentionally set. Some I heard a story where it was some kind of diversity group doing a training for lesbian or trans firefighters and that thing got out of control. But they're not talking about that because, you know, people like that don't ever do anything wrong. Uh, you know, they say in, infrastructure like a train or a car, some could set off a spark and then boom. You have a wildfire. And these are hardcore wildfires. You know, they've started to wreak havoc on the air quality in the U.S. Now, as New York, as of, I believe it was Thursday or Friday, currently had the worst air quality in the world, which, congrats, India, you're off the top. I think you've been there for, like, the last 20 years. The air quality issues have been reported even as far south as South Carolina, and are now creeping into the Midwest. I thought we might see, they said we might start to see more of it here. Uh, nothing that I've noticed, really. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, compared to what I saw on TV with the red, brown, orangish smoke that was kind of causing issues all over the Northeastern USA. They canceled baseball games, WNBA games, so those seven people couldn't go watch that game. Uh, a lot of, Events were closed, and, you know, they asked citizens to stay inside. Wow, that sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? You know, and, and it got me thinking and doing a little digging, you know, and some rabbit holing, and came to an article that talked about, you know what else burns red, brown, and orange? Ammonium nitrate. Just a thought. Anyways, some experts say the effects of this fire could possibly inconvenience the U.S. for the rest of the summer. I mean, obviously a lot of that depends on weather and the pressure systems or what you believe. Or maybe it's just the beginning of something more, you know. And like I said, a lot of it depends on what you believe, who you trust. And honestly, if the past few years have shown us anything, it's that very few people, if anyone, can be trusted. That experts only really say what their masters tell them to say. And we're really on our own. Really, I'm the only person you can trust. And half the time I'm on here, I'm lit. So, not today, though. I haven't even finished one class. Uh, but, I don't know. You know, it, it, I say this all the time. It's all a rig. You know, maybe this whole wildfire thing is a start to controlling or stealing the next election. Maybe it's a distraction. Everything seems to be a distraction. As soon as I see a big story... First thing I start to do is go way down the list and look for the little stories, like I said, because they're always trying to 
why, why, you know, it's like, hey, it's like a magician. Look at, look at here. Look at magic's all about misdirection. You know, and maybe they're poisoning all of us. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're doing something in the skies and this is how they hide it because you can't see. Or maybe if we go way out there, maybe it's an alien invasion. Not like the one at the border, like, like actual space aliens. I mean, think about all those movies like Independence Day and V and I don't know, what, whatever alien movies. Something always starts and happens in the sky, right? Like that's the first sign of noticing something. And it, it doesn't sound as crazy as it probably would have 30 or 40 years ago, knowing all we know now. But, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just something they're doing to push the whole climate change scam. Because, you know, they're, they're saying that the weather conditions, these abnormal weather conditions you know, that happened because of climate change and that this is proof of, you know, things more and more things like this are going to happen and yada yada. So, you know, it, it's an excuse to tax people and throw money at shell companies in the name of green energy and convert everything to a digital world, electric cars, electric stoves, digital currency, make everything controlled by a few powerful people. It, it, it's hard to say, y'all. I don't know. Or maybe it really is just a wildfire. Maybe somebody forgot to stomp out their campfire after making some s'mores, and, well, now we have this freak tragedy that happened under the right circumstances and all the other stuff is just nonsense maybe you know but i say this all the time but it's like most things and it's kind of sad we'll never know you know the media lies our leaders lie and you know all our leaders are really just props to make us believe in some kind of government structure that really isn't there anyways it's like we said we're on our own so get you some ammo, drink you some whiskey, and, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You can sit here and put on your tin hat and freak out and dread it and, you know, give yourself anxiety thinking about what really goes on in the world, or you can live your best life. I mean, it's all up to you. If you're, We're all going to die anyways, right? I mean, you never know when. But um, that's, that's all I got tonight, folks. We actually... Um, even before I was coming down here, we started watching Ted Lasso the other night. Um, I, I'd seen clips on TikTok. My daughter had told me a while back how great it was. And I hear a lot of people talk about how good it is. And Jason Sudeikis is generally pretty hilarious. So I think we're just about to finish season one. Love it. Unfortunately, it's probably it's only on Apple TV, so maybe not as many people have it. But I believe if you bought a phone in the last year, you get Apple TV free for like a year. They probably don't tell you. It's probably in the small print because I know we don't pay for it. It was just something when my wife got her phone. But um, really good. I like it. It's witty. You know, and I'm not often like, I mean, I guess it's not British humor, but there's a Brit- you know, there's the whole British element to it. But great show. Maybe check that out if you're looking for something to watch. I feel like in the summer, sometimes when you're not doing something, you come in and unwind. We look for something to watch. They're 30-minute episodes. This has been great. We actually finished The Sinner, which I think I talked about briefly with you guys. Definitely worth a watch on Netflix. 
But like I said, that's all I got. We're still working on lining up dates for the next bourbon sessions. Um, maybe I'll have some info for you next week or the week after. But as always, thank you for tuning in. Every, I hope everyone has a wonderful and blessed weekend and gets to enjoy some R&R and maybe catch up on some older episodes you missed or you just want to re-listen to them because the sound of my voice is like, it's like a combination between Fergie and Jesus, right? It's, it's divine. Anyways, peace. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in.